Hello and welcome everyone, this is Alex. Today I have a special episode of the Patch Notes podcast. I want to take the time and talk about my experience with Final Fantasy VII. As so many other people have done online, I listened to a lot of podcasts and pretty much all of them covered Final Fantasy VII. And I kind of want to do the same. After all is said and done, I will get into what I've played recently and maybe some off-topic talk. But I will most likely not cover any news today because I just have so many thoughts in my head that I want to try to get out there. And also, I don't want to get off-schedule too much with recording podcasts. Um, because to me, it's like very much an exercise at the moment in just writing scripts, which is what I'm doing today but mostly also in just talking. So let's get into it. So the Final Fantasy remake came out a few weeks ago. At this point, it must have been like over a month. It's actually surprising how long it really took me to get through the entire game. And that might seem like the quality varied, you know, because I didn't just grind through it in like five days as apparently so many people did online. I've seen so many posts about people having finished the game after literally like two days. I kind of took a little bit more time with it. But in the end, my overall enjoyment with the game was very high. It definitely had its downs. Uh, I think especially of... I think it's chapter 10 or 8 or something that's the part with um wall market wall market was definitely a low for me but my general enjoyment of the game was very high so let's start at the beginning final fantasy 7 came out in the 90s i want to say 97 maybe i should have done some research beforehand i didn't uh so I really just want to talk from my recollection. So I remember playing Final Fantasy VII the first time. I must have been around like 15 or something. It was definitely after I played my very first Final Fantasy, which was Final Fantasy IX. So, and I'm definitely no exception to the case of most Final Fantasy gamers that my very first Final Fantasy is probably my favorite one. It's kind of tied, Final Fantasy IX, with Tenth for me. Uh, that's mostly due to Ten being the first one I have finished, and also the generational leap we had from Nine to Ten. In first of all, the thing thing I think of is graphics. The graphics, I I remember vividly, blew me away in Ten, like it was out of this world. It started uh, when I got the PS2 with Metal Gear, which was my first game. And then 10 kind of took it like to a whole nother level. I couldn't believe the the visual fidelity of those pre-rendered cutscenes. They were just out of this world. And yeah, it was basically the first one I finished from start to end. Amazing game. Now, before that, I played 9 on PlayStation 1. And that game, I don't know why I fell off, honestly. 
I remember it being on disc 3 though. Uh, if you don't remember, Final Fantasy 9 featured 4 discs in total. And so basically I got through, through like 60, maybe 70% of the game. There wasn't very much left. And 9 is just so special. It's so special. And I really love the game. And I went back, I want to say two or three years ago and finished the whole thing. Uh, is one of my most beloved games of all time. Because I played so, so much of it initially, I have a lot of nostalgia for that game. And I love the characters and I really needed to know the resolution to all the stories that are being told in that game. Now, Final Fantasy VII, that's sorry for that very long-winded intro, but just kind of gets you up to speed of where I'm coming from with this whole thing. So Final Fantasy VII, I did try it in my teens, but that was definitely after I played nine. And wow, the first thing that I thought when I saw it was, boy, this game looks rough. Everyone always jokes about how funny those big blocky hands look. And yeah, that definitely reminded me of my very first impression with that game. However, uh, the music is definitely what got me with that game. So I want to say I played Final Fantasy 7 up till maybe close to the end of Midgar. And that's not very far into the game as I know now. Because after finishing the remake yesterday or the day before, I think it was the... Was it yesterday? I want to say it was yesterday. After finishing the remake yesterday, I dove right into the original. And just now I reached the point where I left Midgar in the original. And I want to say it took me maybe five or six hours. What? Boy, the game feels so fast after playing the remake first, I guess. Um, you want you could say that, that it just, it speeds, it feels like it speeds through so many things. Uh, it just gives me... Just playing the original now just gave, gave me such a huge appreciation of what they really did with the ideas hinted at in the original and how they really managed to expand on a lot of things. So just just an example, for example, the, the train ghost yard uh, section of the game takes literally like five minutes. In the original, in the remake, it is like a one or two hour section. And that is really just a prime example of how things are being handled in the modern game. So yeah, seven, the original. Um, I don't know why I didn't stuck with it, honestly. It might have been a place and time kind of thing. I always heard over all these years that it is a must play game. And I somehow never managed to really get into it. I really wanted to play it before the remake came out, but I just didn't do it. I, I started it several times, but never got got past Midgar. And now today, I got pa past Midgar. I went to the first town you go to after 
after leaving like that first big set piece place whatever you want to call it and i felt it was the most appropriate time uh in conjunction with having finished remake that i should do like a, a general talk about the seven remake and my thoughts so the seven remake i was hyped for this game totally i'm a big rpg fan i have a lot of love for for final fantasy games and when I saw the first trailers years back, I was like, wow, this looks so good. It reminded me so much of 15, uh, a game I wholeheartedly love. love uh, played through that entire thing, cleared all the endgame content. It is amazing. A lot of people aren't happy with the changes they made to the combat system in 15. And I always liked it a lot, actually. Now, 7 kind of iterates on the combat system of 15, and it was kind of was kind of teased in those trailers that I was just talking about. So, for me, I was like, okay, this might be a good fit. So, 7 Remake. I bought it, I pre-ordered it, maybe a few days before it actually came out. I went for the Digital Deluxe Edition, because I'm a sucker for those kind of things. Give you additional materials with special summons and all that good stuff. And yeah, I had the dem the demo. The demo completely convinced me that this is a must purchase. Uh, let's start off with the graphics. So in Final Fantasy VII Remake, the things that look good look amazing. And the things that don't look so good, they look mediocre. So, for example, the main cast is beautifully rendered, very highly detailed, so much so that they sometimes like stick out in the overall environment of the game, especially compared to NPC characters. Uh, also, there are some environmental uh, things that don't look so good. Uh, I've seen quite a few memes online about the doors in the game, which must just be some kind of memory restraint on part of the ps4 pro being like years old now and we're so close to the new console generation that really it's just i can't see games becoming better looking at this point for the ps4 pro at at least uh they really like just they're so on point with they did with the hardware uh limitations that i'm just Honestly, I'm stunned. I'm stunned. The game looks so good. And the cool thing is, sometimes you can't tell where the gameplay starts and the cutscene ends and vice versa. It will just go from a cutscene seamlessly into a gameplay section and you just like... You can't, you can't see the difference, you know? Like in old games, you would very clearly see that transition in quotes because it was like one cut, black, bam. You would instantly be able to tell, hey, now I'm going to play. But with this game, it's just camera swooping and bam, all of a sudden you're into in the action. It's just... Oh, it's so good. It's so... Oh my God, I'm so blown away, honestly game looks amazing it's just 
and that really like that whole swooping camera stuff and everything it really just brings me into the next point of the presentation everything is cool the camera work is so nice and that really goes hand in hand with the sound so the presentation the sound i kind of want to like just put it in like one big point the music really just uh, music the music just elevates everything to like a whole nother level so even though i didn't play that much of the original i still have nostalgia for a lot of the music because one thing I like to do is, is to listen to Final Fantasy soundtracks in general because I'm a big fan of Uematsu and he's just he just does some of the, my favorite music's music period uh, in anything ever. So I do carry some nostalgia from that uh, from that original I guess in that sense. And that battle theme is like super iconic to me. And really the orchestral arrangements of of the whole soundtrack are just oh, they're so good they're they're just absolutely beautiful like a, a lot of things seem a little bit formulated with the presentation so even not knowing the entire story that's going to be covered in the remake because i don't know the original i i could tell by the way things are presented where they're gonna go but the way they showed them just just it almost was like a payoff because even though I knew where things were going to go just based on the story developments and the way the camera was cutting and just based on what character said I still enjoyed it immensely when what I thought was going to happen actually happened so there was a payoff just in the way they presented it and that really is it's like my main reason why presentation is same in this game is just amazing. It's just it it was like watching like I don't want to even say a Hollywood movie because that comes with its own like maybe biases, but it's just oh, it's so good. It's man, this game really just. It sets a new standard for for that kind of thing. I don't think I've seen a presentation on that level ever in a game before. I I can't say I have, honestly. I really can't. The overall story. The overall story was very How do I how do I put this? Since we are only seeing like the small chunk of the game. This is kind of hard to judge because I don't know where things will be going. I was super invested though. And it had a little bit more of an anime feel to me because a lot of times what happens with anime is that I will be much more invested in the de in the development of characters than the overarching, overarching story. And I think this kind of holds true for this game as well. Seeing how this is a Japanese developed game. I don't think I'm too much out of line uh, looking at it that way. Should I, I? I'm not sure at this point. Should I Should I spoil the story or not? I, I guess I'm a bit, little bit spoilery at this point. But I don't think I need to get into specific story beats. Uh, while explaining what I'm trying to say. So I, I don't know. In general, I, I like 
I liked everything shown. Uh, there are some some sections, maybe star stuff that I wasn't taught on. Uh, I was I was definitely sold on on the parts where story wasn't the main focus. So a lot of the side story stuff or side quest stuff is definitely very typical of RPGs. Uh, fetch quests, uh, you know, you're running the most stuff, kill five of these, collect three of these. But I never really got annoyed by it in this game because it's very clear how long these things will take or rather how many of them you have to do in order to be finished. It's not like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, a game I frequently reference in this podcast, I guess, where where you just have hundreds of side quests. No, the side quests in this game are are a very there's a very limited amount of them. And just by the UI you're able to tell, alright, there's like six side quests here and then I can move on with the main story. And normally the payoff is really good for them as well. So I wanna say overall with the main story presented, I'm very happy. I definitely got super, super more invested uh, towards the end. I am, um, I mean, basically to close off the story segment, it was so good that I felt like, okay, I got to play the original now because I can't really wait for like, I mean, how long is this going to take? Maybe 10 years to wrap up all the parts, maybe like six or seven. I can't wait. And I don't want to be, don't want to have to dodge spoilers for the next like six or seven years. I want to be part of the conversation and just feel free to browse and watch videos online without having the fear of being spoiled. So yeah, it was presented in a way that I felt like, okay, I got to go back to the original. So that speaks for the game. I, especially because of the characters. So to close up that point as well. Uh, boy, I love the cast in this game so much, so much. They are so cool. They, Cloud could maybe seem like a one note character at the start, but there's so much more to him than you first were led on to believe. Barrett is probably my favorite character. It would be really hard for me to rank them, but Barrett, he just has so much heart. Uh, boy. I have, I really do have a soft spot for him now. Tifa, obviously, just amazing. Uh, Eris, um, you get to see... Okay, this is a spoiler now, I guess. You get to see Red later on. He's cool, too. The villains, too. And that's something that a lot of games kind of mess up. Villains are kind of awesome, actually. Uh... Yes, they do evil kind of for the evil's sake, but there's a little bit more to them. And yeah, I like them. And you, you you know you have a good character on your hands when you kind of just even a good character design, I guess, when you even kind of like the, the villains. So that was nice. So I talked a little bit about the sound. And yeah, the sound overall just is a 10 out of 10. Uh, I very 
almost I actually almost never uh, go through the trouble of using headphones while playing console games. But with seven, after maybe an hour or two, I was like, I actually know it started in the demo. Even in the demo, after a few minutes, I was like, dude, I gotta listen to this. Not on my pretty good, uh, fairly average uh, TV speakers, but I need to have my headphones on and I need to have them on full volume all the time. And it just made the experience so much more enjoyable. So what Square did sound-wise in this game is just, oh, it's so good. It just, man, games with good soundtrack, it's just, it's the best, really. Uh, I freaking love it. So let's get a little bit more into gameplay. The moving around in the open world is very, very standard RPG stuff. You know, you have a map screen, you walk around, you can talk to NPCs, you can accept side quests, go shopping, all that stuff. All that stuff is, it's good. It's, uh, they didn't do anything wrong with that. And they didn't do anything revolutionary. However, what they did, what was revolutionary was the combat. So the combat is this mesh of real-time combat and turn-based combat in one. And they pulled it off so well. So 15 maybe went a little too far with its fully real-time combat for some people. Not for me. But 7 really finds a middle ground with you being able to pause the game at any time to cast spells, look around, uh, maybe analyze opponents, look at the analysis you did before in order to like, yeah, what, 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 what was the, what was the weakness of that certain enemy I'm facing right now? And it's just, it's so cool. It's so cool. Like. You still get this feeling of, in like the original games, you can take as much time as you want. But then when you unleash, it just explodes into this big action game. And this, it's really kind of a case of it being the best of two, both worlds. It's just, man, it's so cool. These action parts, they, they have... So, they have so much detail in them. Like, there are so many moments where I just was smiling all over my face. Like, just a big fat smile. Uh, I had goosebumps several times. Uh, just because of how cool things looked. And just the way, it's again with the payoff. How the payoff of what I... Maybe sometimes I took like 30, 30 seconds, 60 seconds to plan something out. And then I issued like three different commands with all my party characters. And then seeing it <clears throat> play out in real time, it's just <clears throat> awesome. Awesome. With, with, with like great effects and visually as well as uh, in the sound department. Just fantastic. Fantastic. I love the combat in this game. Uh, whoever says the combat is the weakest part of this game which is also something i saw i don't know where they're coming from honestly i think they absolutely nailed the combat system in this one and if if we don't know this game has been in development for so many years been 
scrapped at some point and restarted all over. If the reason I did that is the combat, then the worth was definitely the weight was definitely worth it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's so good. I really, I just gotta say it again. Another thing, or the next point, is the upgrade system. And the upgrade system is split up into two parts. So Final Fantasy VII is known for its material system. Little explanation here. So materials basically give you the spells and abilities you can use. And you slot them into your weapons and equipment. And based on how long you use them, they will level up. So in addition to your regular character level ups, you have the materials system. And I want to say that really the materials are way more important even than your general character levels. Because going from a regular fire to fire agar is like a huge jump. Or you have a time materia, whereas the level 1 has haste. And then the level 2 will have slow. So it's an entirely new ability you gain by learning that materia. Uh, and they pulled it off really nicely. Uh, maybe the menuing could have been done in a little bit of a better way. But in general, I'm someone who likes menuing, so it wasn't a big blow to me. But I've seen cool ideas from others saying maybe, hey, you should be able to save certain loadouts because there are parts in the game where the party changes frequently and you got to keep swapping back and forth materials, which yes, can be kind of cumbersome. I personally like that kind of thing, but I could see, yeah, it definitely took up some time. Uh, and that could be definitely improved upon uh, however for me this never was detrimental enough to be like annoying or anything the way you just upgrade them it's so much fun trying out different loadouts uh really cool there are so many special abilities uh like i said you're, you you have your normal uh, elemental attacks fire lightning ice and uh air then you have your buffs like the haste barriers and then you have more standard stuff like hp up mp up and really cool things for example turning your spells into aoe's or modifying how your dodge works uh turning your following attack into an aoe there is a lot of room to experiment and to try there's really a lot of customization here Really, that's that's that kind of hits the nail on the head. It was a lot of fun to play around with that system. Another thing uh, when it comes to upgrades are the weapons. And I think the way they handled this system in the game is just super smart and something I think we'll see in many more games in the future. So let's say you have like three different weapons for Cloud and you use one specific one. Now, whenever you level up, you gain, uh, I think they're called SP. 
and after a certain amount of SP, your weapon will level up and you allot the SPs to a sphere grid like upgrade uh, board uh, on your weapon. However, you are not just gaining the SPs for the weapon you're using, but for all your weapons. So no matter which weapon you use, all your weapons will upgrade and be able to have points allotted to which in turn will improve that weapon. And that is amazing because I maybe used the Buster Sword, for, Buster Sword for the first two hours and then I used different weapons for like 10 or 15 falling. But I was never locked out of using a Buster Sword again because all the while I was still leveling up uh, alongside the other weapons. That just gives you so much flexibility when you want to, hey, when you be like, hey, I want to go back to that old weapon. And so it is not this very linear upgrade path where whenever you find a weapon that has like five attack more, you just switch to it and you, everything you had before is just garbage. So, yeah, based on that, also different weapons have different, um, uh, different strengths and weaknesses. And for example, the Bastard Sword is a very well-balanced one. And then later on, you will find weapons that are way stronger in the strength department and others are way better in the magic department. And that made switching weapons a lot of fun and not frustrating at all and kept all weapons relevant throughout the entire game. And that is another very smart choice by Square. Uh, any final thoughts on the game? I covered most of the basic stuff I want to talk about. I, If you're a fan of RPGs, I totally wholeheartedly recommend you go pick up the game right now. I love the characters. I love the gameplay. If I had to give the game a score, I don't know where I would land at. Because, yeah, let's get into this. There were definitely sections in the game most notably Wall Market, which is said, as much as I praised the soundtrack, it had the most atrocious background song I probably ever heard in the game. It was so annoying that I literally had to mute the background music in that part of the game. Boy, it was annoying. Uh, but wow, dude, that's like one, one song I complain about. Is that really a reason to like, I don't know, not play a game? I don't think so. Uh, there was one side character I didn't like, but that's almost by choice because he was kind of meant to be annoying. Maybe to others he was charming, not to me. And those are really my overall thoughts of the game. Um, the entire game, start to completion, took me 47 hours. Longer than I expected, for sure. Uh... I thought that the last few chapters would be kind of wrapped up in a faster manner. I'm happy they didn't. I really like the game. I want to urge everyone to play it. I wanted to put my thoughts out there. Just get it all get it all out. I didn't really have the time to record a normal episode today. And I hope you loved listening to my ramblings. Uh, this is totally different. I maybe kind of need to rethink the whole show at this point because I still kind of want to cover the daily news, but I also want to add a lot more of just personal gaming stuff into into the whole mix. And looking at the past episodes, I definitely shifted 
away more and more from just the news and the part of the show where I talk about my personal gaming stuff just grew bigger and bigger. <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, anyway, thank you guys for listening. Uh, let's wrap this segment up right now. Final Fantasy VII, I give it 9 out of 10. I don't know why I had to say that, but I just did it spontaneously, and that is the most honest number I can come up with. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this very special episode of the Patch Notes Gaming News <laughs> Podcast. Share your feedback, criticisms, ask questions at podcast at nogamenolife.net, my stream. Still on hiatus. I don't know why I'm not doing it. It's twitch.tv slash lovedeluxetv. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to Patch Notes. My name is Alex, and I hope I see you next time for a regular episode or wherever the hell this is going. I don't know anymore. Bye-bye. <laughs>